0: name some images that set Spain apart from other countries. If you picture flamenco dancers, women wearing lace mantillas and the pageantry of the bullfight, then I'll bet you'd enjoy seeing where they all began and still thrive. That's in the far south of Spain. We're joined now by tour guide Concepcion Delgado from Seville. She'll escort us into the stylish traditions of the region of Andalusia. Concepcion, buenos dias. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. How is Andalusia different than the rest of Spain?
1: Well, according to what everyone says, we are, like, friendlier, more open, we like... They say we are lazier, but that's what they say. I don't think that's the truth. But that's the cliché, no? That Andalusians are always having party, having fun and all that. But probably because um, our weather invites us to be more social. It's sunny and lovely outside, so you feel like going out with friends and have a beer here and there. Uh,
0: I feel that when I'm in Sevilla. (laughs) I I mean, everybody is out. It's like every day is a festival. It's too hot to stay at home. Let's go out and walk around. Mm You know, I was in uh, Barcelona uh, during Easter time and there was a big parade and a wonderful float and uh, all of this beautiful Holy Week ritual. And the people in Barcelona said, oh, that's an Andalusian float. Uh, we don't celebrate with that much enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that. But all over Spain, Andalusia is is where the most ritual and the most festivals would be. Is, is that your understanding?
1: See, I think so. And besides, when one thinks of Spain... The truth is that what you think of is what, what was born in Andalusia, no, like the flamenco or like the habitude or, of being outside and the idea of bullfighting, no, which is stronger in the south. So what you associate with Spain is mainly coming from the south.
0: Exactly where is Andalusia in Spain?
1: We call Spain the skin of the bull, no, something like that, and we are the very south.
0: The three big cities, from a tourist point of view, might be Granada, Córdoba, and and Sevilla, Sevilla.
1: being Sevilla the capital of Andalucía.
0: How would you distinguish between the three great cities, Sevilla, Córdoba, and and Granada?
1: Well, to me, Sevilla is the city with the strongest character in the whole country, not only in Andalucía, but in the whole country. How so? You come to Sevilla and...
0: There's a soul.
1: See, si, there is Do, something. There's a word in Spanish
0: for si. that. Du, what is Duende? The
1: duende, see. Si. No, I think you can feel it. And so what, when, what
0: does duende mean as a person from Sevilla?
1: Duende. El duende is, is like magic, no? It's like there's magic here. There's something happening that I can just feel it.
0: Where would I find it? Would I find it in a procession, uh, in a flamenco bar?
1: It's tied to the flamenco, mainly. The Duende is more tied to the flamenco, but to me, there's Duende in a summer night when you're walking along the banks of the river and suddenly that breeze (sighs) makes you feel you're alive. You're there and there's magic in the air, no? It's like there's the Duende. There's something that captured your soul suddenly.
0: If you could live anywhere in Spain, where would you live? Sevilla? No question. (laughs) No. No no question. (laughs) No. And when you think about Sevilla, I think if you want the traditional Sevilla in a lot of ways, you can go... Over the river on the south side, Triana. Triana is that.
1: Triana is is like a different world. They even consider themselves to be apart from Sevilla. When you read about Sevilla, and even writers refer to Sevilla and Triana. Is that right? They don't consider Triana to be part of the city.
0: So it's a proud traditional culture.
1: I was in a bar the other day in Triana, and I was having my tapa when someone walked in, and the waiter said, "What are you doing here in my town?"
0: Cross the river.
1: Si, sí, si, sí, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was also watching a TV program like two months ago, and there was a, an interview to uh, traditional uh, neighborhoods in Spain. And there was a boy from Triana, uh, talking. he was 16. And he said that the first time he went across the river, he was 13. Because his mother was like horrified. Don't go over there. Don't go. Don't go to the city. The city is dangerous. Yeah. Like, stay in the town.
0: This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about Andalusian culture, specifically in Sevilla. And we're talking with Concepcion Delgado. Concepcion, every day when you're working, you take groups of tourists around your town and and you want to share with them the uniqueness of Andalusian culture. What are some of the implements of the culture? You've got the the fan, the flamenco, the mantilla.
1: See, we have a lot of, Let's call them accessories because uh, when people see them in shops, they think they're like souvenirs that we only sell uh, for visitors when actually what a visitor will do with a mantilla, no? Uh, Those are things which are incorporated in our culture because they are incorporated in our festivals, and festivals to us are sometimes everything.
0: So talk about the fan, because the fan is almost a language and uh, it has great meaning.
1: Well, there's not a language anymore, but it's something, uh, let's say... Fundamental in the summer, it's too hot, so everybody shakes a fan. Plus, is an accessory which matches your outfit, so we use it very often every day. It's something that you have in your purse every day. But in the past years, of course, when boys were not allowed to talk to girls, there was a language that they could with the fan. With the fan. But so, still, you can tell no, what a woman is doing with her fan. You can tell well, she's nervous or she's I don't know in love with someone or she's happy or she's uh, like bored. You can tell by the way she moves or she shakes her fan. No?
0: How so? If you're interested, if you're bored, if you're excited, how how would you know?
1: I mean, if you're like excited, you shaking very quickly, or if you're nervous, you know you're shaking that around you very very quickly. But if you're like bored, it's like slow movement, no, It's like not so.
0: been there, done that. yeah, move along. yeah, not so interesting. Hmm. What about the mantilla?
1: The mantilla, that's something that can be used all over the country, not only in Andalucía, but for us, is incorporated in the Holy Week. So not only in the Holy Week, but also in the feria. so. Everybody has at least one of Mm. each color, white or black.
0: These these are the, uh, what is the material? Una mantilla is a
1: veil. It's a very soft and delicate thing made out of silk when hand embroidered can be priceless. Uh And uh, that's why those accessories, when so expensive, normally go mother to daughter. So it's part of the tradition still. And it gets tied to the head with a comb. Very big comb, that's what you tie to your head. And on top of that, you have the veil which is very elegant.
0: The comb is designed to hold up the the veil, which is the mantilla. Exactly. And that would be mostly during flamenco time or April Fair. Holy
1: sometimes. Week. Well, Holy both. Week. Both. But in different color. During the Holy Week is in black color because it's a sign of respect and mourning for the death of Jesus. So we wear it on Thursday and Good Friday. Not only the mantilla is black, but the whole outfit, the dress, the purse, the shoes, everything is in black. But during the feria, it's white instead. Hmm. When women attend the bullfights, they can wear their white mantilla.
0: This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're speaking with Concepcion Delgado about Andalusian culture. Our phone number is 877 333 And Ken's calling in from Chilliwack in British Columbia. Ken, thanks for your call.
2: Thanks for having me, Rick. And hello, Concepcion. Hello. I guess I just had an anecdote about Spanish culture. I was in... Ronda, Spain this last summer, came off the train as you do, walked past the middle of town and saw they were setting up some bandstands and didn't really think too much of it, saw the bridge, did the hike down to the bottom and back up, and all of a sudden I was in the middle of a renaissance fair it seemed like. It was uh, the 1st of June and I couldn't find any listings for what what it was for, but it seemed to be only locals and it was like a local cultural renaissance style fair. Everyone was dressed in kind of the clothing of the day and they had little stands where you could buy sangria by the mug, porcelain mugs, and they ended up just giving it to us as a as a little memento for free. It was it was amazing.
0: Did you know uh, in advance about that or did you just stumble into it?
2: I just totally stumbled into it and, and I honestly do a lot of research before I go to places and even since then I couldn't find out what exactly it was for, but you know, doing something like that where it was only really locals. I I have to say it was like uh, myself backpacking alone. I bumped into two French Canadians and it was the three of us and it seemed like everyone else was just all locals, all dressed up for the day. And they just uh, welcomed us in, even though there wasn't too many people speaking English. We kind of sign language our way through and Hmm. just amazing food and the drink as well.
1: So it was only about food and drinks? Nothing else was
2: happening? It sounds silly, but they were doing a almost like a game where everyone was in a circle and they were throwing this pot as high as they could in the air and catching it. And it was seemed to be a game of who uh, was the one to drop it. <laughs>
0: um,
2: so like a water a balloon. Bunch of gentlemen, yeah, like exactly, a water but balloon like a porcelain pot.
0: So, well, you know, Ronda's famous uh, mostly for uh, bullfight culture. It's the, the home of the oldest arena in the country, isn't it? Mm-hmm. See, it's one of the oldest is. Yeah. a beautiful town. Did you have any opportunity to experience flamenco in your travels?
2: I did, actually. I had an overnight stay in Sevilla, Spain, and I went to one of the casual flamenco bars, and it was amazing.
0: Concepcion, wouldn't you agree, if you're going to do one flamenco concert, it should be in Sevilla? Si, sí, sí, sí. the, the big question is, do you want to go to a tourist show or to hear it just in a bar somewhere? What, what do you recommend for tourists going to Sevilla to enjoy flamenco?
1: I would absolutely recommend something professional, like a show, no? But uh-huh. there are bigger and smaller shows. There are very small shows with a very cute atmosphere where they can enjoy something very nice. But, of course, it's always more exciting when you have the chance of seeing people dancing spontaneously and you can even participate of that. So going to a bar where the music is flamenco and you know locals like it and sooner or later they'll dance, it, they may even invite you to do that. I think it's something that you cannot easily forget.
0: Oh yeah, so th- that would be the the idealist to find a, a family festival going on with si. flamenco. And to me, it just feels like every person in Sevilla or Andalusia is like waiting for an excuse to dance flamenco. See,
1: I mean, um, and there are many excuses because we like uh, having you know, a lot of parties now—a like birthday, a wedding, a first communion. It's a perfect excuse for a flamenco
0: party. We were filming one time and we came to some sort of a festival and the festival was just finishing and there was just people sort of almost cleaning up and I just said, oh, with our television camera, it would be so nice if we could see you dancing. And bam, everybody jumped back in. It was like, sure, we'd love to. <laughs> it was not like asking a favor. It was a blessing. <laughs> no, no, <it's laughs>
1: no, no problem to ask for that. I mean, <laughs> no. people are willing to do that anytime.
0: No, no problem. Hey, Ken, thanks for your call. Thank you so much for having me. Happy travels. <laughs> and Jim's on the line from Martinsburg in West Virginia. Jim, thanks for your call.
2: Thank you, Rick. Uh, hi, and uh, hi, Concepcion. Hello. So, my question is when I took Spanish, our teacher was from Mexico, and the book's author was from Paraguay. So, I'm wondering is Latin American Spanish that different from Spanish Spanish? Or, I'm kind of concerned, would I be laughed at if I tried to speak Spanish the way I was taught it?
0: That's a very good question because a lot of Americans learn Latin American or Mexican Spanish and then they go to Spain and it is a little bit different. Uh, Concepcion, to your ears, how does it sound when an American comes over speaking uh, Mexican uh, Spanish rather than Spanish Spanish?
1: To me, it sounds fabulous and they want to try. So just the... The idea of trying, to me, sounds fantastic. It doesn't sound weird at all because even in Spain we have very many different accents and Mm. ways of speaking, so I can tell when someone comes from Barcelona or from the islands or uh, from Madrid, you should never feel scared or concerned about that because we can perfectly understand.
0: That's good news, Jim.
1: Mexican Spanish. To me, actually, the Mexican accent is one of the most beautiful in Latin America, so I would be very happy to hear your Mexican (laughs) Spanish accent.
0: Concepcion, can you illustrate the difference between Andalusian and Castilian, which would be around Madrid, and uh, Mexican? Uh, is there one phrase that is different in each? That I mean, just the sound of the, the accent?
1: Well, the sound is very different, but we don't speak Andalusian. We speak Castellano. Oh, you do? Okay. Because we don't have a language nor even a dialect. The mm-hmm. Andalusian is... a. It only gives us a license to do specific things that they don't do in the rest of Spain, but um, such, as. <laughs> such as we drop the final consonants, for example, because we speak faster and we have too many things in mind all the time. So to go faster, I, don't, I do never ever pronounce a final consonant. You would never hear in Sevilla a waiter or a receptionist saying, Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Because okay. and the final S doesn't really count. It's, you run it
0: together. And that would be a little different than Madrid?
1: Uh, of course. In Madrid, it will be Buenos Dias or ah. Gracias. Uh-huh. While in the south of Spain, we would say Gracias.
0: Jim, thanks for your call. And the good news is you can uh, speak your Latin American Spanish with gusto, <laughs> and uh, people like Concepcion will actually think it sounds charming, and they will sure. certainly welcome your interest in speaking Spanish, regardless of the accent.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Rick. Muchas gracias. De nada. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Concepcion Delgato about traveling in Andalusia. Her hometown is Sevilla, and Sevilla is a great jumping off point for enjoying uh, adventures all over the south of Spain, which I think most people figure is where you have the quintessential Spanish culture the flamenco, the bullfighting, the, that sort of paseo love of life. Everybody is out in the streets. Uh, I can't, every time I'm in an Andalusian town after dinner or in the evening, the streets are packed with people, and you wonder is it a festival? No, it's just Wednesday night. Everybody's mm-hmm. out. Our phone number is 877-333-7425, and Bruce is calling from Puerto Vallarta in Mexico. Bruce, thanks for your call. Hello, Rick. How are you? Great. Thanks for your call.
2: I was going to mention that the beach towns between Malaga and Marbella are just a wonderful place to go. Uh, we stayed at a little place called Toro Molinos, it's a lovely little beach town with a great beach and restaurants on the beach and a little shopping area. It's a wonderful little place.
0: Now, this is the Costa del Sol, which yeah. is everybody in Spain's favorite uh, sort of beach getaway. It is very uh, touristic and, and lots of timeshare condos and that sort of thing, but the weather's great, the beaches are wonderful, and you enjoyed Tormelinos.
2: Yeah, we enjoyed it a lot. Question for you, if uh, we decide to go back that way, Wondering about the the Muslim influence in Spain, we've heard quite a bit that there's a lot more Muslims in Spain and France now than there used to be, and I'm wondering if that has any effect on the tourism.
0: Concepcion, what is your take on the Muslim impact on the culture and, and how a tourist might be aware of that?
1: Well, I think you can mainly notice in the architecture the influence in the language that the Arabic had, right. you can tell, but if you don't know Spanish, maybe you cannot tell there is a difference in or, or which words are exactly uh, coming from Arabic
0: language. So, Bruce, Concepcion is is referring to the fact that for 700 years, uh, Spain was uh, a a Muslim culture uh, during the Moorish period, which lasted until 1492. I think Bruce is talking more about just this generation. There's a lot of immigrant labor coming in from Africa uh, in France and in Spain. And I know when I was in your city, there was actually the first mosque that had been built, I think, since the end of the uh, uh, Moorish period. Uh, that was built in Sevilla, um, a modern mosque with a a Muslim community there. Is there a tension in South Spain with uh, more and more Muslims, or do you figure it's more of a media thing that people are misunderstanding?
1: Mm, well, it depends because there are towns where you cannot feel it. In Sevilla, for example, there is not a big immigration.
0: Oh, was Granada where I was, where si? the new mosque was. Yeah, and That's there's right. a big Muslim community in Granada. Si? And now that you mention I've never felt the Muslim presence in Sevilla. Certain areas have more Muslims si? and uh, Muslims are integrating into the uh, society and... It's important to remember that there's there's extremists within Islam, but the vast, vast majority of Muslims want to go about their lives like, like anybody else.
1: For many, many centuries, Spain was not very diverse culturally.
0: Well, you worked really hard to get rid of all the Muslims exactly. and all no, the Jews he, and everybody else. You had rid- to be Catholic.
1: We got rid out of everyone, and uh, that worked out till the 18th century. So right. for centuries, there was no one else there. It was uh, So to me, it was... Like visually, it was a big impact for my eyes when I started traveling and I started seeing the diversity of people. Now that's changing in Spain as well. We are receiving more and more immigrants, so we have a growing Islamic population, and that is visible in some towns. They are immigrants are settling in towns where they can work in the fields. So in some towns, is reaching a twenty five percent of the population. Well, in big cities, for example, in Sevilla, if you have no papers, you cannot work. That population is not that big. So in Just Sevilla,
2: a of percent.
0: See. Bruce, thanks for your call. Very good, thank you. Bye. Yep. Concepcion, it's, it's been so fun talking to you, and you're traveling around the United States now, and earlier you mentioned if you could live anywhere in Spain, it would be Sevilla. When you return home, what's the first thing you're going to do to celebrate your back in the place where you belong?
1: For us, friends and family are everything. So as we all live relatively close to each other you know you'll have the time to talk to everyone again to go for a beer to just enjoy a walk to go here and there to know that there will be life and people everywhere and uh, that's what I miss a lot when I travel is okay there's no bar where I know I can go and I'll meet friends and suddenly someone will walk into and I can talk to because people like love that social life it's vital uh, for us to know that friends are there family is there and it's your home
0: and Sevilla celebrates that, and even if you're a visitor, you can enjoy. You can, you sort can, you can festival of good living.
1: See, see, see. You just walk by; there are squares full with people all the time, and sooner or later, someone will come to you and will offer a beer. Why not?
0: And you know, people can say, "Well, yeah, everybody loves life, and everybody's out having a beer." But there is something special about Sevilla. I have to say, every time I go there, it's it's. Uh, intoxicating without even drinking the sangria (laughs) Concepcion Delgado thank you so much for joining us
1: thank you very much
0: each year Rick Steves tour guides take thousands of free-spirited travelers on escorted tours through Europe one small group at a time this year you can choose from more than 40 different vacations in Europe's best destinations from Ireland to Greece and practically everywhere in between begin your next trip at ricksteves.com